my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM. Welcome to Drive Time. Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to have you with us today. If you like to contact us, please uh, send a text right now during the program to 04-888-808-11. You can also visit our website, faithfm.com.au, or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. The topic for uh, this week is uh, how do I come to Jesus? And we are going to talk today about are there only seven deadly sins. Our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. Joseph, it's very good to have you with us again today. Oh, hello, Nick. How are you? Very good. And uh, Joseph, again, an amazing topic. It is. It is. Uh, we've, yeah, we've looked at some interesting ones over the last few weeks, uh, but I think we're getting to something that's probably really at, at the core of, of who we all are and um, yeah, are really deeply personal topic and very practical you know to have a relationship with god how do i come to jesus yeah absolutely absolutely at the end of the day that's the most important thing and there are many uh obstacles for us human beings you know we we can um uh you know have all sorts of uh, opinions and we are going to talk about sin a little bit um today now uh, joseph um have you heard about this, uh, the uh, seven uh, deadly sins? <laughs> it's an interesting thing, seven deadly sins. I, uh, Nick, just on that, um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was holidaying with my family in New Zealand, and there was a, a restaurant, um, uh, sort of like a pizza restaurant, actually, okay. um, that was that had a sign up there, seven deadly sins. Wow. Um, and it, it was offering different kinds of pizzas. Um, one was called Hell and, um, uh, and, and different th- th- these kinds of names. Um, wow. That was a pizza shop, Seven Deadly Sins. But that's not what you're referring to. No, and just, you just remind me when I'm ordering a pizza, I like, uh, you know, one which is called Dangerous Mushroom, you know, and okay. <laughs> it's a really dangerous mushroom. <laughs> and sin is very dangerous. Um, you know, talking about this, um, uh, Joseph, uh, uh, Seven Deadly Sin, also called Seven Capital Sins or Seven Cardinal Sins. In Roman Catholic theology, the Seven vices that spore other sins and further immoral behavior. In mm. um, uh, the first uh, was enumerated by uh, Pope Gregory or uh, Gregory the Great in the 6th century and um, elaborated uh, on this in the 13th century. Um, also can can we just uh, mention some of those ones, uh, those sins which uh, yeah. Pope Gregory was? Um, That's right, Nick. So, so you're right. You're exactly right. It was Pope Gregory that that really first kind of coined this term, the seven deadly sins. Um, uh, and then, as you said, they're elaborated later by Thomas Aquinas mm. uh, in the 13th century. The seven are number one, uh, vainglory or pride. Two. Greed or covetousness. Mm-hmm. Three, lust or some inordinate sexual desire. Four, envy. Five, gluttony. Six, wrath. And seven, sloth. 
<laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, so these these are considered as the seven uh, deadly sins, and uh, and then um, yeah, according to some of this uh, Catholic teaching, they they it was also then uh, come up with the idea that each of them could be overcome uh, with seven corresponding virtues, such mm-hmm. as humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience. And diligence. You know? mm. So you, you notice that each of those seven uh, correspond to the seven deadly sins. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, not mention the blood of Jesus here. Um, wow, that's that's <laughs> interesting point. Absolutely, uh, Joseph. Are these the only sins which uh, we we are going to talk about yeah. today? Um, are some sins greater than others? Mm. Because that's another thing, you mm. know. Uh, mm. I heard about things people yeah, putting in bit. balance, you yeah, know, a little bit. bit. Okay, and seems I'll like probably I, I'm, I'm going on the right way, you know. Uh, is, is that how you yeah. deal with sin? What is sin, and why is this even important mm. to mm. us today? Why it's important to talk about sin? Yeah, yeah, and it'd be great, I guess, Nick, to hear from from our listeners, wouldn't it? About some of these things, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you like to just uh, share with us what do you think mm. about sin, please just send an SMS to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we'll be very happy to look at uh, your your opinion, your understanding about sin. Yeah. All right, Joseph, uh, let's look uh, at this uh, and um, and related questions. You know which we have uh, for for today. Yeah, yeah. Now, thank you, Nick. Um, yeah. Are there only seven sins? Are these the only deadly ones? Yeah, you know, g- good questions, Nick. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm appreciate uh, being able to have the opportunity for us to uh, t- to explore this. And um, you know, Nick, um, and I think it's, it's good to say this probably even at the outset. Um, sin is not really a fashionable topic. Absolutely not uh, in our culture today. And and we'll look at that a little bit more. But uh, but here's here's why this thing is so so important. Uh, the first point that we need to uh, need to establish and, and, or need to look at and explore is the, the fact of sin. I mean, I, I, is it even a reality? Is is what? Why is this important? Mm. And uh, and here's here's what we need to understand: sin is universal. Okay. Uh, notice notice what the Bible says in Romans chapter three. I want to start there. Romans chapter three. Verses ten and eleven, and it says there, as as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. Notice the language here: none, no one righteous, no, not one. And then uh, a little bit further on in this same chapter. It comes down, uh, we come down, for instance, to verse 23, and we read it very plainly. It says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God. Yes. So, Nick, um, it's clear. All have sinned. Sin is universal. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, Nick, when, when you think about this. Um, you're, you know, you, you'd know with children. I know as a parent, uh, you know, with our own, uh, our own children. Um, th- there is one thing that you don't have to teach your children. Absolutely right. 
Yeah. You don't have to teach them to be bad, to, yeah. to, to, to sin, really. Yeah. Um, in fact, you, 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 yeah, we think that, you know, when, when, uh, when we have children, you hold a little baby and you, you, know, you have the toddlers, oh, little angels, we call them. Yes. You know, they just seem, seem so angelic. But you know what? Any parent will know and tell you, testify. Uh, clearly, you see see some uh, selfish behaviours there. Yeah, very very early on, and they know um, how to manipulate even in the very <laughs> early days. You know, yes. uh, and I, by the way, I just um, have some friends and they have a baby here, and I I was trying to, you know, I went to my wife and tried to give a bit of uh, advice. They're saying, hey, just be strong. Don't let yourself just be run by the baby. You know, uh, do some particular things you know even if cries you know uh, or do some things just just work on a plan yes and the baby will you know will adapt to that because yeah. the baby as you just said it's in the nature of us ah yeah it's in the yeah. nature of us that you, will 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 know how to get the things we want yeah i mean you, you try to take a toy off a off a, a baby of a child you try to just snatch it away from it. what does it do it 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 it, it, it It'll grab it and want to pull it back, you know. Yes. So, uh, you know, even just a, a very simple, almost, I'm gonna, I was going to say almost an innocent kind of an action. Um, but yeah, it's all illustrating to us um, this universality of, of, of sin. So, Nick, yeah, sin has infected and it's affected every human being. That's for sure. Interestingly, even secular. People recognize this. Mm. Uh, for example, the, the novelist John Steinbeck, uh, his books uh, that, that he's written um, studied um, English in, uh, in, in English mm. in high school especially. I remember it um, back when I was in even high school, John okay. Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's, he's a secular novelist and uh, he wrote this. Let me quote. He says, I believe that there is one story in the world and only one. What's that? Humans are caught in their lives, their thoughts, in their hunger and ambitions, in their avarice and cruelty, and in their kindness and generosity too, in a net of good and evil. Mm. Mm. You know, so even, even uh, you know, a secular writer like this recognises uh, what we're talking about. Um, now, um, as we've seen, Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, then when we connect that uh, to, to Romans chapter 6 and, uh, and verse 23, uh, we read this, For the wages of sin is death. I'll just stop that verse mm-hmm. just there. Uh, and the second part of it is, is crucial, but we'll come to that. The wages... Of sin is death. So what we've established, all have sinned. This verse tells us that sin pays a wage. Mm. Mm. Uh, there, there's an ultimate consequence. There's there, there's an ultimate result, and that is it leads to death. Uh, and uh, you know, like like we all recognise um, in in life, you know, apart from taxes, that is certain in life. So 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 is death. Yeah. Um, however, what we're talking about here is not just the fact that we. Yeah, we live to be 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever, and then die. But, but what we've noticed is this is, this is actually referring to, um, an eternal separation yes. from God. You know, elsewhere it's kind of talked about as the second death. So, um, we are looking at here at a very, very significant thing. Um, Nick, 
the key point here, as we look at the fact of sin, is that sin has infected and affected everyone. Therefore, sin ultimately is humanity's greatest problem. Mm, mm. That that's really that that's our real problem you know we uh, we spend a lot of time um discussing uh you, you spend a lot of time hearing watching reading you know various issues in society or whatever else they are just the symptom of the real issue okay for example nick um we we have um yeah, you know, a lot of um, in society, in families, marriage breakups, yeah, right? Yeah, um, that's not. It's not a not not. That's not the real issue. That it's just a, a separation. You know, where, where couples can't get on. Um, it's humans hurting each other. It, it, it comes from from a heart of sin. Mm. Um, other issues in society, racism, for example. Now, that's a fairly. Uh, that, that's quite a topical, uh, quite a, quite an issue. Um, racism. That's not the real problem. The real problem is it was humans uh, seeing others of less value and, and worth. Um, go on. Uh, sickness, for example. Um, that's not the real problem. That's the consequences of humans uh, having imperfect bodies. Mm. Uh, disabilities. The disabilities that, 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 that we have. That's symptoms of being... Um, a consequence of being um, in- infected with with a sinful condition in this yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, addictions. Addictions are not the real problem. They are the wiring of the brain to be trapped into something harmful. Um, violence, crime, again, are symptoms of humans um, reacting in destructive, selfish, harmful ways. You see? Yeah, broken uh, people. That's right, yeah. Mm. Greed and corruption, again, is a symptom of humans' desire for self. Injustice, also. It's humans uh, not internalizing the, the, the principles of love. So, um, all of the issues that we face in society, um, th- th- these these major things that we talk about, they are not the core at the core. Behi- or, if I could put it another way, behind all of them, is the human problem of sin? That's mm. that. That really is mm. is, is humanity's uh, greatest thing. Now, we we don't like to admit this, though, Nick. Um, have you have you noticed what happens when people behave in ways that are destructive, or that get them in trouble? Um, what tends to happen is there's a lot of rationalising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there are explanations. There, there are. Almost like justifications. For yes. example, for example, a, a, stu- a school student who does something that results in them getting suspended or even expelled from school, such as being violent or, or, or perhaps using drugs. Often, what what tends to happen when that scenario happens or incident takes place, um, we, we look at their background or home situation, and and so it's talked about and said, well, you know, yeah, if you understood what this child has come from and it's what what they're going through and what's happening in their home, etc., uh, all, all this kind of stuff. Now, okay, that 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 can certainly be part of, part of the scenario. That mm-hmm. can certainly be part of the context, Nick. But all of that's kind of shared as as if to say that their behaviour was not their fault. No. Um, yeah, we we don't like as humans to ultimately admit this. Um, 
take for example another another scenario we have a serial killer you know we have some of these these tragic events where someone um, unfortunately goes around and takes the lives of many innocent people yeah unfortunately shoots and yeah. kills other people um, when 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 they um yeah, some you know, look into that or report that. Often what they will do is that some of the reports go into, again, their background. Uh, they talk about how um, th- this person, you know, was, you know. Raised up and what was the condition in the, in the household and right. all those yeah. things. You're right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. The, the people, when, when they investigate, they are more tempted to, to find out what's the background yes. uh, of that situation. Yes. Mm. Yeah. In other words, the terrible actions and the behavior of the person is almost justified. Yeah. Um, it seems like we have to find some some explanation, uh, or like well, almost like any explanation, but but the real one. Mm, mm. But but to actually state it, hey, it's because we are broken people. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, psychologists blame it on a dysfunctional home, for example, or uh, yeah, being deprived of various things and so on and so forth. The fact is, though, yeah, yeah, we're all broken people. Absolutely, absolutely. And why is that, Joseph? Yeah, why is that? Well, it is because of this fact of sin, and and that's why we need to understand what sin is. And then, and then we want to look at well, okay, how do we all? How come we are all in this mess? How, 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 why is it, for example, as we said, that even from from a very young age, almost you know, the child is born with with these with these tendencies? Why is that? So let, let's look first of all, Nick, if we can, at yeah, what is sin? You know, yeah, um, that will be but, really but good to let's to, unpack that to put some uh, foundations there and and just uh, let let our listener. Um, you know, uh, know and understand. And again, I want to appeal to our listeners to uh, get in touch with us. Write us an SMS. Write us a, a message if you are, um, you know, connected w- with this topic, what we are talking about today. So, what is sin? Uh, the simplest d- definition, one of the, the, the simplest definitions that we find in the Bible on sin is found in First John chapter 3 and verse 4. And the Bible says, whoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. All right. Um, and in slightly simpler language, what that is saying is sin is the breaking of the law. Uh, the context here is talking about the law of God. Yes. Now, what we find here is sin clearly is breaking God's law. It's it, it, it's going against God's ways. It's it's dis- disobeying God. Um, so already we get a hint here that sin is humans doing something against God's ways. Mm. Uh, and you know, for us here in Faith of Him, clearly we, 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 we recognize, Nick, this is obviously everything we have and talk about is in the context of of you know the Bible, God's word, and our our relationship and relationship to God. Mm. Um, so sin here, as simply saying, is is the breaking of of the law. And even uh, Joseph, on that one, you're talking about the uh, civil law, you know, which is based on uh, God's law, you know. But if you break the the law, any kind of law, even going on the streets right now uh, and uh, go over the speed limit, yeah. you are guilty. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah. You are guilty because you're breaking a law. Yeah. Yep. Now, 
we are going right back when God was the creator and created us and gave us all that we need not to not to experience this uh, thing sin he gave laws gave uh, uh, in in the garden of eden there instruction yeah yeah and choice that's a very important thing because humans were also created with that freedom yeah. of choice yeah. and if we activate that one that freedom of choice in the wrong way because we know god will let us know what is wrong what is right then uh, we experience sin yeah yeah and, and and i guess just to pursue your thought a little bit further nick you, you've just touched on something there i think is is important for us to just uh, raise here and that is so sin is the breaking of the law you know, any law but especially here clearly it, it's directly related to god's law god's law uh, and yeah what you're saying god gave his law so uh if just if we just looked at that alone, Nick, we could almost say that if you keep the law perfectly, you would never sin. Mm, mm. So now immediately we're saying, hang on a minute, well, why isn't it? Why aren't there people who have who have um, who have never broken the law? How, how come the Bible says all have sinned? Well, why aren't there some? You know, it's almost simple. It's almost like, okay, if sin is the breaking of the law, well, then it's simple. We just simply... Don't break the law. Don't break the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And and you'll be right. And you know what? In a sense, that's true. Mm. So it, there must be something more to this. And and there is, and we're going to, we're going to look at that. Um, as we will see, sin is not just breaking a law. And breaking a law is, is an action, right? Yes. It's an action. But sin is more than just an action. It is a condition. And uh, you, you mentioned in the beginning how God gave, gave uh, instructions. And, and that's, that's where exactly where I want to take us, uh, back to the beginning, Genesis, uh, Genesis, especially ch- Genesis chapters 2 and 3, Nick, mm-hmm. because there we find that God, uh, God created humans perfect in the beginning. He, he placed them in a perfect garden. Uh, he, he, uh, it was a beautiful environment, and everything was Fine. Yes. Until humans chose to disobey, essentially. Mm. Uh, and so that's where we're going to get a, 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 another insight into what sin is. Um, and um, I'm going to read um, uh, this significant passage here in, in uh, Genesis. Now, let's, let's go to Genesis 2, verse uh, 17, just to uh, get the context here. Remember, in the beginning, in the, in the Garden of Eden, God placed humans and there in chapter 2 verse 17 says that he um, chapter 16 and let's read verses 16 and 17 the Bible says the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you can eat freely but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it for in the day that you eat of it you will surely die mm. so God gave them freedom to eat all he just placed that one, and, and in a previous episode here, Nick, we talked about this incredible thing. Why did God place that tree? Um, well, he, he, he placed it there because it was like a voting booth. It was where humans had the ability to choose, which mm-hmm. means they had freedom. And that's because God is a God of, God is love. And love, at its essence, must grant you the right to say yes as well as no. Yes. Love cannot be Forced, mm. and so we've looked at that. And so there's this tree. Uh, then the, the the well-known account, but let's let's look at it now in this 
context of our talk today, uh, presentation today here, in chapter 3, verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than all the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Did God really say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be as gods, knowing good and evil. And then uh, we find here the next verse, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasing to the eyes and desirable uh, to wake one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat it, and gave it also unto her husband with her, and he did eat And then it says that the eyes of them were both open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made made themselves coverings. This account here, Nick, uh, reveals to us what sin is. Mm. In fact, there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of a um, sort of a process here, but n- notice that ultimately what it comes down to is God said, you may freely eat, just don't do that one. Don't touch that tree. Don't take from that. Serpent's there. In that tree, uh, deceives the humans, Adam and Eve, to take from it, and they take. They've disobeyed God, and that is is really the first the first sin. Yeah. Um, and and Joseph, here, here, sorry to interrupt. We may think straight away that oh, this was restrictive from God, but mm. actually, it was not restricted. It was, I believe, uh, uh, more protective Abs- to to protect. Uh, the um, human beings to uh, to give them um, that possibility of of live perfectly, mm. you know, in a good environment, in a perfect environment. And interesting enough that we will probably touch on this one. You just mentioned that, that the serpent, you know, put the doubt yeah. in their mind, which means sin was already uh, committed. You know the Satan, the the evil. Yes, but God wanted to protect them. Yeah, yeah. from from that experience. And um, and 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 you notice how he operated. He um he tempted first by by like exactly like you said, introducing doubt. Did God really say? Interesting choice of words. Did God really say? The way that's phrased is, is cunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Bible says crafty is cunning. Did God really say? So you get, oh, Eve's immediately would have then wondered, hang on, did he say? Well, yeah, he did. And then he, then he goes to the next step and says, well, no, it, it, God said, um, you, yeah, he, he, you won't die. So, yeah. um, so the thing he, I, I want us to see here is that, 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 that sin, sin is a very, well, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's clearly more than just an action, Nick. It, 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 it already started in Eve's mind. Mm. Fermenting mm-hmm. the idea of should I? What about? What if? Look at the fruit; it's pleasing, and then it led to her actually taking the fruit. Do you see that? It's it. There's a bit of a bit of a process here, um, and that's that's really how it often is with with people's actions today. Rarely is it just a totally spontaneous spur of the moment, right there and then kind of an action. It's usually preceded by thoughts which which lead to it. Uh, there is a temptation, and you know. Now Eve could have seen, listened to the serpent, talked, and whatever else, and left it at that. 
and the sin wouldn't have been committed. You see that? And you said the Bible says, guard your thoughts. That's right. Yeah. You know, guard yeah. your thoughts. I mean, be, um, not just allow yourself to be exposed. Yeah. You know, vulnerable. You know, you have ability. Yeah. God gives us that ability to, to choose. That's the freedom of choice, but yeah. guard your thoughts because we are surrounded by this, um, how you call it? You know, uh, uh, if we call, uh, COVID-19 a pandemic, I mean, I think sin can really be called uh, the greatest pandemic ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. Yeah. It, it, um, absolutely. It, it, it's universal and, and it's deadly. And, uh, yeah. And even more so than the, in the COVID pandemic, because the COVID pandemic, it's in, affected a lot, but certainly has it infected every single person. Yeah. Like sin has. Yeah. Like sin has. So there are three things that we need to look at when we talk about what is sin. Number one, sin, sin is a state of rebellion. Why do I say that? I say that, Nick, because um, uh, it, it may not seem like it, but, but really what we're finding here in the actions of Adam and Eve in taking the fruit, in disobeying God, that they were actually choosing to go against God, which, which is actually an act of rebellion, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it even clearer that, that sin is rebellion when we read this in, these words in Psalm 51. It, the Bible there says, uh, the psalmist here is, is, is praying. This is an a, a, a incredible prayer, confession, and uh, I think we're coming up to that in, you know, in a few One episodes. of the programs, yeah. yes. But notice this, Psalm 51, verse 4, against, referring to God, against you, that is, you, God, against you and you only have I sinned. So notice, notice what this thing is. Um, sin is actually directly against God. Mm. And a lot of people think, oh, what I do is my own business. You know, if I want to take some actions, it doesn't affect anyone. Well, that's not really the case, according to this. According to this, what we find here is that... Uh, it is actually um, an attitude and an action, an ultimate rebellion against God. Um, uh, some some of our listeners will be familiar with um, uh, the Old Testament character of Joseph. Yes, um, great example. Uh, he was he was tempted by Potiphar's wife. There is you know, young Joseph. He, he's in Egypt, and she tries to she really tries to lure him and seduce him, you know, seduce him into bed, and he he resists that urge. Uh, he resists that, those, those advances, I should say. He resists those advances and he, 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 he says to her, how can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Um, so sin is, is a state of rebellion. Second thing that sin is, sin is a broken relationship with God. Uh, when Adam and Eve took of the fruit, we notice that what they did is they, um, uh, that, that they realize they're naked, they cover up. And then what we read here, Genesis chapter three, verse eight. Then they heard the Lord of the sorry, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Mm. We find here hiding. Uh, 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 yes. Yeah, so suddenly uh, there's there's a brokenness between separation yes yes and real, yes. you yes. realize so, that you know yep. they realize that straight away exactly right mm. exactly right um so sin is a state of rebellion secondly sin is a broken relationship with god and the third thing that we notice is that sin um le- the, the, this this broken relationship leads then to sinful actions um so 
Jesus spoke about that in in a couple of passages. I want to share these. Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 and 35. Jesus says, A generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth an evil thing. And then uh, in another place in chapter 15 and uh, verses 18 to 19, um, Matthew 15, 18 to 19, Jesus says, But these things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they are the ones that defile or make a, make a person unclean. Mm. For out of the heart, notice these words of Jesus, Matthew 15, verse 19, For it's out of the heart that proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, he says there in verse 20. So in other words, as sinful actions come from within, come from the heart. Right, right. So sin, it's a, it's a brokenness. And one of the best definitions i found is that it's a bent toward evil. Okay, okay. Right. Well, uh, we are talking. Uh, we are talking today about um, are there only seven deadly sins, and we are establishing now the condition of of sin, and uh, how did we get into this this condition? Um, do you have any other passages in the Bible which you like to share, Joseph? Yeah. Well, look, um, before we are going to take a break uh, very shortly. Sure. So, are there only seven deadly sins? Well, Nick, the, the fact is, we we. We are. The Bible makes it very clear that every human being is born with a what we could say a fallen nature. Yes, and from that nature proceeds all all our brokenness. Are there just seven? No, no. There's there's a whole string of them, but the point is they all come from the the fact of what we call as the fall, the fall of humanity. And uh, therefore we have inherited this fallen nature, this this brokenness that lies at the heart of all the the, the problems and the issues that mm. we face. Mm. All right. Well, um, there is a passage also in uh, Psalms uh, 51 verse 5. Uh, yeah, Psalm 51 verse 5, Nick says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity. This is the psalmist that... that, that that wrote that great psalm, Psalm 51. He says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So that, that, that gives us a real interesting insight that, that essentially we are sinners from birth. And, and that's very uh, important, Joseph, because I heard about uh, a lot, um, about, particularly about, you know, toddlers and babies, you know, that you, you like to, to think about how innocent they are, you know. But when you read these passages in the Bible, that we are in that condition of sin yeah. even before birth. Yeah. Well, that 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 it's it's really interesting actually because um um yeah we now need to look at this important question: How did we get into this condition of sin? Mm-hmm. So we've looked at the sin is universal. The fact of sin is we're all sinners. Uh, we've looked at what sin is. Sin is the transgression of the law, God breaking the law. But it's also this condition. It's it's a broken relationship. Now. How do we get into this? Well, uh, I did want to share actually from Romans five. You, you were you were doing well to, to prompt me, Nick. Uh, Romans chapter five 
and and verse 12, uh, it says this, Therefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. That's what it says there. By one man, sin entered the world. Who's that one man? Well, it's actually referring to Adam or yes. as yeah. the head of the human race. Now, we know it was Eve and Adam, but they were together. Th- through, through one man, sin entered the world and death by sin. And so death passed on all, for all have sinned. Now, it doesn't actually tell us how that's passed on. It just simply says that through the actions of our very first humans, Adam and Eve, uh, sin entered the world. And therefore, we are all we're all sinners. Now, um, Christian uh, you know, Christian scholars, Nick, have sort of really debated this. You know, got into some of the nitty gritty of you know, is is it that we've inherited? What is it that we actually inherited originally from from Adam and Eve? Is it inherited guilt? Are we all inherit, inherently guilty, or is it a fallen nature? Mm. Um, for example, you know, Roman Catholic teaching um, known as original sin. Uh, comes from this from this concept, and that's why uh, they practice uh, the, uh, the 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 the, um, the notion of infant baptism or sprinkling, because uh, they have this idea that a that a baby is born immediately guilty, and therefore uh, need, need to get it need to get it baptized in, in case he died. Yes, um, so it doesn't get so it doesn't get lost. It, so it, you know, um, now there is a, a passage in Ezekiel chapter eighteen, verse twenty, that suggests that we ha- we ha- we don't inherit guilt. You know, we're not guilty for what um, previous bad, generation yeah, did. So, yeah, yeah. so this is this is something that's sort of been fairly hotly debated, um, you know, theologically. But uh, the point is this, though: we all agree that whatever we may have actually inherited, the fact is we are all born with a brokenness that causes us to sin. Mm. And what is also clear is that because we're all got this bent right from birth, and therefore we need we need a savior. Yeah, and we'll absolutely. Talk, and we'll talk about that. A yeah, well, we are going to talk, uh, to take a short break here, Joseph. And again, I would like to remind uh, our listeners that they can uh, uh, write that. Write us messages and um, share with us uh, what do you think about sin? Is sin dangerous? Um, is sin something which uh, you know we can just take it uh, easily, or um, it's very very important for uh, for us and in our life? If you have something to share, please message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Right now, uh, we'd like to just um, play a song, and we'll be back uh, in a minute. Please stay with us. This is a Faith FM a Drive Time Big Q&A.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Joseph uh, Maticic. And we are talking today about uh, uh, are there only seven deadly scenes? And um, we were looking at, um, uh, you know, the effects of sin, but where sin began. And um, also we like to give you a, a, a book uh, today. And that's called Steps to Christ. Uh, if you like this book, please just SMS uh, us on the same number, 04888-80811, and you can have this book free of charge in your hand. It is peace that you need, heaven's forgiveness and peace and love in your soul. Money cannot buy it. Intellect cannot procure it. Wisdom cannot obtain it. You can never hope by your own efforts to secure this. But God offers it to you as a gift without money and without price. It says in Isaiah chapter 55. Please uh, put your hands on this uh, book. It's a free gift to you. Uh, just send us an SMS or visit our website uh, faithfm.com.au Joseph, uh, we were talking about sin, but we want to come to to a more important thing. How can we uh, deal with uh, sin or what's the um, antidote to mm. say so yeah. uh, to sin? And um, I think you mentioned just before the break that it's uh, it's so clear that uh, we are all sinners yeah. and in need of a savior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the results of the sin? Yeah. Well, you know, look, Nick, um, w- w- exactly. Sin, sin lies at the heart of all, all the issues that, that, that we face. And, um, um, the, the challenge for us is not to, that we resist, uh, admitting that, acknowledging that. And, and we see, we see that actually illustrated, uh, in the experience of Adam and Eve right there in the, in the Garden of Eden when they, when they did first, when they first sinned. Uh, you notice what, what happens? Uh, as soon as they took of it, of that fruit, um, they realized they were suddenly naked and they, they sewed fig leaves to cover themselves mm. up, we read there. So what's it telling us? It tells us that one, uh, one of the first reactions of humans when they do something wrong is to cover up. Yes. Cover up. Now, a uh, lot of our behaviors, a lot of our actions, a lot, lot of the things that we're doing is covering up for our for our brokenness. Oh, right. Yeah, and it continues to this day. Adam and Eve sowed fig leaves. We have various ways of wanting to cover up, whether it be denial, uh, whether it be uh, distraction. Uh, sometimes, we, unfortunately, people turn even to destructive behaviors. Yes. It's all a way of trying to cover up um, their, their, their brokenness. Uh, another thing that we find that, that, that is a result of sin is fear. Um, they heard God and they, they, they hid. They were afraid. Then, then we find that they, uh, the man says, the woman that you gave me. You know, so there's blame. Mm-hmm. There's a broken relationship between humans. Uh, there's selfishness. And then by the end of the chapter, we find uh, that there's death. And then uh, you read on, and um, in just a couple of chapters, it says that the wickedness of people became so great. Genesis chapter 6. Yes. That God led to having the flood. So the results of sin are deadly. The results of sin are widespread, and uh, they've they've affected everyone and infected infected everything. Uh, let me ask you a question, if yeah. I can, uh, Joseph. Yeah, how capable are humans hmm. to fix this problem called sin? 
Yeah, we we spend millions and billions on looking for vaccines, don't we? Mm. Uh, currently, the uh, world over, desperately trying to get a vaccine for for the COVID pandemic. Yes, who knows how much is being spent on that? What about the ultimate human problem of sin? How can we fix that? Well, let me share a couple of uh, passages. Jeremiah chapter seventeen and uh, verse nine says says this: "The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked." Who can know it? Mm. So this is a, this is a deep seated issue. Uh, it's almost indicating that it's it's beyond understanding. Uh, in in the book of um, in the book of same book Jeremiah, sorry, chapter thirteen, just just a couple of chapters earlier, in verse twenty three, it says, "Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard his spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to do evil." Mm. Mm. In other words, it's impossible. For the humans, for us as humans, to fix the pre- the problem of sin, but that's where the good news comes in. The good news is that we cannot do it, but God has done it. That's why it's significant uh, when we think of the the story, the Christmas story, Matthew chapter one, where he says that they will call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. You see, and the good news is really encapsulated, and we're going to look at this a little bit more uh, in other pre- um, coming up e- episodes. But in Romans chapter three, so let's go back right to where we started, Nick. Romans chapter three, verse twenty-three said that the wages. Sorry, Romans three twenty-three. Sorry, said all for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the bad news. And then it kicks into the good news, the very next verse. It says, and, and are justified freely by his grace mm. Mm. through the redemption, through Jesus Christ. Uh, that, that, is, that, is, that is good news. In fact, let, let, let's just look at that again. Uh, Romans chapter 3 and uh, verse 23 sums up uh, the bad news, if you like, uh, the problem that we've been talking about. Uh, of sin, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and then and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth as an atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission or for the forgiveness of sins. So Bible says for all have sinned and but are justified freely by God's grace mm. through faith. The good news is here. This, 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 in essence, is what we mean by the gospel. The word gospel literally means good news. It's that through faith in Jesus we can be justified. Now that 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 word that term actually means that that you're declared right. Isn't that mm. incredible? Mm. The Bible's been saying, pointing out clearly, we're, we're sinners. But God declares us right. How's that possible? Well, it's only possible because of what Jesus did in our place. He came as us, you see? And so God can declare us, can justify us because of what Jesus has done. And not only that, but as 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 you as we go on and we see this, he not only declares us to be right, but then he 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 gives us the power of his spirit. In other words, he sanctifies us. That that means he he, he gives us the power to make us right as well. Yes, yes. that's the good news. 
justification what God does for us. Sanctification is what he does in us. And that is where we find God's power that we can be made right. And that's that's an important point. You know, Nick, to, to, I just want to leave um, with us, uh, um, share with us actually a quote from, from that book that, that's being offered today, okay. Steps to Christ. Okay. On page 13 in that book, listen to these. these are, this just brings it all together. That's why we want people to get, get, get a copy of that book, Nick, mm. uh, Steps to Christ. That, and um, please contact us and, and get this book. Contact the station. Um, jump online and, and get yourself a copy. Notice what it says. Page 13. It is impossible for us of ourselves to escape from the pit of sin in which we are sunken. Our hearts are evil and we cannot change them. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it indeed be. That's a quote from Romans 8.7. Uh, then he goes on here in this book. Education, culture, the exercise of the will, human effort, all have their proper sphere. But here they are powerless. Where? In helping us overcome sin, Nick. Mm. Because the quote continues. They may produce an outward correctness of behavior, but they cannot change the heart. They cannot purify the springs of life. There must be a power working from within, a new life from above, before men can be changed from sin to holiness. That power is Christ. His grace alone can quicken the lifeless faculties of the soul and attract it to God. That's beautiful. That is a powerful quote. That, and that, that sums up everything we've covered uh, today. Page 13, Steps to Christ. Um, it, it describes it there beautifully. And don't hesitate to get that book in your hands. Joseph, uh, a thought of conclusion, just uh, if you like, and uh, would you please uh, pray also? Yeah. My final thought is this. You know, Isaiah 64 verse 6 says that all our righteousness is like filthy rags. In other words, our righteous, our good things are filthy rags. Now, I want to invite you who are listening. Do you see deep down that we are all broken humans? That we cannot deal with our greatest problem, ourselves. That our best efforts are filthy rags or, or, or like a fig leaf covering. Do you see that behind all our pain and struggles for meaning is the condition of sin? Is it your desire to admit and say, yes, I am a sinner in need of a saviour? If so, I invite you to respond right now. Reach out to God and, 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 and as I pray, Pray with me wherever you are listening and contact this station and ask for that free book, Steps to Christ. But let me pray for you now. Let's pray. Dear God, I pray for any person that's listening, for each of us, Lord, to acknowledge and admit that we are broken beings, sinful. And Lord, if there's anyone listening today that perhaps for the first time has come to that realization and wants to acknowledge that, May they know that they can just reach out to you, admit their condition. As you say, come to me and you give us from above your forgiveness through Jesus who paid for our sins and you give us, want to give us your power of your spirit to live in us. Lord, please, if there's anyone out there right now, I pray that they will respond to you, reach out to you, experience your forgiveness, pardon from sin, and to turn to you and ex experience the change that you can bring is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you so much, uh, Joseph. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, being with us today. I'll invite you to join us again uh, in the next program where we are talking about what's involved in repentance and confusion. You listen to Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A with Nick Rita and Joseph Maticic. May God bless you. And I'll leave you with a song, Some Trust in Chariots, but we trust in God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. They are brought down and fallen. But we are risen and stand upright. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen. But we are risen and stand upright Some trust in chariots, some in horses But we will remember the name of the Lord our God Some trust in chariots, some in horses But we will remember the name of the Lord our God They are brought down and fallen But we are risen and stand Chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God.